women travel has raised many eyebrows in the past so many doubts so many concerns about safety and not so interesting conversations at this season of brewing travel shots we are raising conversations that are going to be progressive giving hope making women feel included make them feel happy empowered and through these conversations we envision nothing but inspiration hi i'm your host zinal doshi the founder of the flap life an organization that curates solo journeys for women in india this season i'm talking to women in travel and tourism who have found creative ways of chasing and achieving their dreams of travel and creating their mark in the tourism industry you will hear candid and unedited conversations about their experiences and some secrets of the industry too through the stories shared we wish many women take the plunge to wonder and not to wonder how hello everyone welcome to yet another episode of brewing travel shots today i have very interesting guest which i feel uh, i am really kind of uh, you know envying their uh, work that they do because everybody has desired a life uh, like them so today we have uh, two friends who came together to uh, to live a homestay owner life and uh, this is this homestay is based in maharashtra and it's called the kokum tree so i'm not going to waste for the time let's know both of them uh, from themselves so welcome anuja and sneha on brewing travel shots thank you thank you dinil hi hi sneha here okay hi sneha and anuja i'm very um, you know as as i kind of introduced uh, you guys that i'm really envying you both because i think everybody has that dream of that okay i want a house where you can live and you can work completely immersed in nature so do you want to do you want to share some more bit about kokum tree first and how did this idea of kokum tree uh, come into the picture uh yeah hi anuja here let me let me take that one so uh, actually the story goes back to quite a few years in i think 2012 we had gone for a for our first uh, international trip and we went to vietnam and cambodia etc and uh, that time we stayed in many hostels you know and the whole experience of having that you know the sort of communal vibe that these hostels have where there is this common space where all the guests sort of come together they end up having lot of we ended up having lot of interesting conversations meeting quite a few travelers from around the globe and that sort of made our whole uh, travel experience much more richer than it could have been otherwise you know so that whole hostel experience was actually something that made an impression on us and we thought that you know why why in india we don't have such spaces like we don't we don't have a travel option where we end up meeting so many people so easily so that was our first like the start of the or somewhere the seed of the whole idea came from there where we wanted to start a hostel but uh, over time i think we we did not do anything we were also busy with our corporate lives and we were just it was just a thought that was somewhere in the head but not really you know we were not really doing anything about it and then um, as as the years passed as we started growing slightly uh, wary of living in the cities uh, with the whole uh, traffic and the stressful corporate lives we used to keep saying that you know every travel we used to say oh we uh, we should 
we should just uh, kind of settle here and then we would discuss what can we do if we are living here so all those conversations then one day we because we used to always come to our uh, this grandmother's orchard as well uh, for uh, just to sort of chill and have have a weekend getaway sort of thing we used to always come here for two three nights and uh, we would sort of uh, spend that time in the orchard and just uh, chilling here or whatever and we we always loved this space you know there's so many trees that our Aji has sort of grown over the years and the orchard is very very lush and lovely so we wanted to uh, when we finally came to a point where we thought it's time that we should actually do something otherwise it will never happen we thought why not here and uh, luckily for us um, our families uh, had gave us a lot of support uh, mainly the this Aji of course and her son uh, my uncle who uh, who owns this land he was very very supportive and he said that you know if you want to do something like that why don't why don't you do it here only and uh, also of course Neha's husband my parents everybody was on board and everyone sort of gave us a lot of encouragement to uh, actually quit our jobs and and take this plunge. So uh, we were, we, we really think that everything sort of came together. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's we should call it lucky or not, but uh, it, it it sort of feels fortunate for sure that uh, all of these things came together at at the same point where we both could sort of take that decision to leave our jobs and start this homestay. So that was the uh, that was sort turning of the point. journey yeah. and the turning point. And although what we have here is a homestay, so it's what we have here is sort of uh, like a mix of all our dreams where we, we get to, we sort of, we are staying away from the city. We have that farm life, but at the same time, we have all the, uh, like the basic amenities and all that. But at the same time, we, uh, we also have certain communal space where all the guests come together and they talk to each other. So that, that one, that one thing that we, from the hostel experience that was stuck in our head, I think to a certain extent, we are able to sort of, uh, have that here as well so that is that is i think the the whole journey yeah. so yeah as she said most because we have traveled a lot and whatever things we like we um kind of uh stored that in our memories and we tried to amalgamate all those together and we have tried to create this experience for our guests here that's that's amazing, Anuja. So I mean, uh, you know, you spoke about uh, the luck factor. I would say the universe conspired uh, <laughs> in terms of fulfilling your dreams. And yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. very sure that every traveler uh, who travels quite regularly and who dreams similar, uh, you know, who has a similar dream would kind of resonate with uh, this. And I'm sure will seek a lot of inspiration also because everybody wants that one quaint house or one quaint property in the Himalayas or in any kind of a place that or that the person desires. And I'm sure you, uh, both of you are kind of an inspiration that if you really want to do it, there are, there are ways to uh, fulfill your dreams as well. So mm -hmm. that's amazing. And uh, it's, it's really nice to know. Just a quick question. Why is it called the Kokum tree? <laughs> so, uh, so there are few, there are, there are, we were actually pretty confused for some time. We actually made Google forms. We shortlisted four or five names and we shared it with all our friends because we were really confused. But then at one point, as you said, as you said, universe conspires. Suddenly one day we got like, no, no, this is the correct answer. And everything, all the links ultimately 
uh, reached to that name. So one of the main reasons is that Kokan is uh, indigenous to Kokan region, and uh, we both have roots in Kokan. So we have this, you know, attachment with this region, and we find that that this is our homeland. So that's why we were sure and we were excited about starting a homestay here in Kokan region, and uh, it sort of. Uh, so having kokum fruit, you will never find the real fruit uh, in Mumbai or Pune markets because it's really perishable. So uh, the memory of having kokum fruit was linked with coming to Kokan, visiting our uh, families, and plucking it directly from the tree and having it right there. So it had that uh, ring to it, you know. It had so by all means, like it was easy to remember and. Lot of people then finally selected that name only, and then we were like, "Yeah, this is it. Let's go with this." I love the name. Uh, I must say, it's a very. Uh, it kind of gives you the feeler of your childhood memories, and it also gives you a feeler of a very traditional uh, homestay, as what you kind of explained what the homestay is all about. Uh, so yeah, the name definitely resonates, and uh, it is very kind of a name where people would definitely want to know more and would be curious about it. So my next one is something that I also get uh, asked uh, by all the people, and uh, I would want to know your thoughts. That you you both were working in a corporate life, like you both come from a corporate world. how difficult was it to make the shift to to be homestay owners and run uh, you know because you both come from a different industry and now coming into say tourism industry or a hospitality industry how different or difficult it was oh i i think it was uh, it was definitely challenging in different uh, different ways and uh, i think what is also interesting is from what we had thought before and to what in reality the challenges were there was quite a quite a huge difference right so uh, i think being in a corporate and being in the city overall you are used to a certain pace uh, in life right especially for people from mumbai i think that pace is very very high and you just don't realize it but it's something that that just becomes part of your uh, everyday life simply from like you're just standing in a grocery shop and the time that the grocer takes to just give you one or two things it just increases uh, tenfold or something when you're in a uh, when you're in a rural or a village sort of a setting you know so initially i think we found that quite frustrating we would get really irritated at the pace and we'd be like just like be a little faster like why can't you uh kind of do it a little faster that sort of a thing but uh and then i mean apart from that even uh, getting any kind of help like uh, electricians plumbers all of them the way people are people tend to be very unprofessional many times and uh being from corporate again uh, you're not used to that right you get you you expect people to show up when they say that they will come or you expect them to always answer you expect that if you're paying then you expect a certain you know sort of professional uh, behavior all of that is lacking a lot of times and uh, that quite tested our patience initially but i think over time you sort of realize what is the right way of working around it or how to get its work done even uh, even while uh, this is the attitude that people have initially um, actually the excitement level was so much because we quit our jobs and we moved here and 
then we wanted to do everything ourselves so we traveled uh, intensively across kokan because we both don't have any uh, hospitality background we tried to visit a lot of homestays we tried to work on our uh, website simultaneously we were working on landscape uh, at the same time and we did we couldn't find um, enough uh, labor so we had to do a lot of uh, literal uh, you, physical, uh, work. physical work so uh, but because it was the initial stage uh, we could easily pull it off because the excitement was too much to do something on your own but as we settled of course we could find people uh, dedicate uh, different tasks to different people and then uh, we got adjusted to the pace of life over yeah. here in general you know and we realized that how nice people are overall honestly we we were i think one of the lucky ones we did not almost have any uh, real bad experience as such with people especially we were like villagers or something we did not have any uh, bad experience It, like we real, we realized how nice people are overall you just have to sort of learn to deal with them in terms of how to get things done and also the pace we just sort of got adjusted to it by now so i think now we are also one of those who 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 will say something like oh afternoon 2 to 4 is 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 our nap time nap time we don't <laughs> we don't want to do any work so you sort of get adjusted to that village life and it is and you realize how how good it is overall to sort of have that slower pace of life it it is totally i feel scientifically also it is something that uh, it's proven that you know you need your rest hours so that you can be more productive so you guys literally worked on fast pace to live that slow life right to bring in that change of uh, slow life which i think uh, is very important and and what you spoke about mumbai kind of struck me because every time i travel uh, to a, like whatever place whether it's india or abroad you know uh, abroad of course it's different is as fast as uh, uh, mumbai but of course mumbai is the fastest life that we we live and yeah, you know yeah. every time you would go you you kind of after few days you 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 start missing that fast life so if at all you're on a stretched uh, journey you're like okay i need things faster because the pace outside mumbai is very very different like it's yeah. everything is so slow paced which is good i would say but it's just that it takes a lot of time to uh, kind of get adjusted to that pace so i can totally relate how you guys would have and hats off to you for pulling that up because it is not easy but of course you had a very large goal i would say of slow life which a lot of people can't live that you know we we all are so used to that uh, fast pace so if i have to define kokum tree uh, obviously in terms of the the common words that get used in hospitality world which is uh, the new trending words immersive rural farm stay what kind of a living experience one can enjoy on uh, in kokumtri uh so as i said we had a lot of ideas in our head and we tried to put them together one of the very important things that we decided was uh because the this orchard that aji has planted here is not like a typical kokan wadi she always wanted to grow a forest so what we have here is almost like a edible forest it's 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 like we don't pick up all the leaf litter uh for the uh so it covers the ground and it it is it, it's the it is it is like mimicking a, a forest ecology you know so she from day one we, we don't put any uh, uh organic uh, fertilizers also we don't put anything they are growing on their own own 
and so it is like a raw forest and we didn't want to touch that we didn't want to curate uh, manicured lawns and gardens here and badminton courts and stuff like that we wanted people to come and experience as uh, experience it as it is and uh, just be close to nature and that itself is a you know very like really great experience so we were sure about that but at the same time uh, because we've lived in the city for like most of our uh, like when we were growing up we know what are the needs of a typical person who is coming from a city uh, basic modern needs uh, like uh, you will need air conditioner maybe they'll need little wifi to finish off some work basic cleanliness even the aesthetic sense of people who are living in the city so we were sure that we want to uh, have those basic modern amenities here so we tried to make like uh, put those two things together so it is not a rural experience as such if you call if you ask me uh, because uh, the stay part is with it, it's a newly built villa with all basic modern amenities but it is definitely a farm stay uh it is definitely immersive because um because you're so close to nature and uh, there are so many activities that we want to do in and around our farm like we take everyone uh, for the farm walk and we try to introduce them to all the trees and uh, all the, this farming technique and we try to give them information about our experiences and everything so we try to uh, get connected with our uh, guests at that same time and introduce them to our farm and then other activities that we try to uh, like uh, running and uh, hiking and um, go and visit a dam and things like that you know where you can just go and experience the nature as it is versus uh, any sport activity as such i don't know if you're getting my point uh and other than that in the time when you don't um, you can't spend time outdoors we we have tried to introduce activities like we put uh, we have kept art supplies here we have a lot of books here we have board games so where you can um, uh, you know uh, you get that uh, work satisfaction we have pottery here where you can get your hands on experience uh, your first hands on experience maybe uh, but all these activities will um, like we don't have tv here we we discourage people from uh, watching tv um, but rather than that you can just sit outside in the veranda and maybe read a book or just paint something so that will give you that uh, happiness you know the creative satisfaction is i think uh, i think the words they are looking for we wanted to have do two different kinds of uh, activities which satisfy which give you uh, the feeling of productivity and that creative satisfaction on one hand and some other activity which are more physical in nature which give you uh, which make you like bodily it it, it re rejuvenates you uh, that sort of a thing so no, that, i mean like, i would say that uh, you know it's definitely immersive for from everything that i have kind of got to know about uh, you know the uh, kokum tree because i i think it's it's something for the modern traveler right where uh, a modern traveler is someone who does not want to leave the rules of tradition and who also wants all the modern amenities so i right. think it's it's kind of a mixture of both 
Yeah. That and I'm so it's, I'm already it's creative definitely. It's immersive for sure. It's a farm stay, but I'm not sure about rural. I will not call it a rural experience. Although food we are uh, even food in for that matter. We for lunch we try to uh, give absolutely traditional Maharashtrian thali. Uh, all the typical things that we have been eating at our homes. We try to make everything fresh from scratch for every meal. But for dinner because we both. love cooking and we don't like eating maharashtrian uh, food both times we, right. we love baking so we try to bake breads and hum we make hummus pita we make pizzas here so we try to combine that with you know uh, so because i think and we have lived in the city we understand the needs of uh, people who are coming to visit us and then we can satisfy their needs accordingly Okay, you both have tempted me enough to book my next day. <laughs> so I, I think I'm definitely going to uh, visit the place. In, in fact, I think we were kind of contemplating for a very long time because we have been following you guys for some time, and uh, yeah, I think the time has come to book the stay. So, <laughs> uh, so coming to the next question, uh, we all see how biased uh, the corporate world is when it comes to gender diversity. right and i'm sure at some point in time in your corporate worlds also you would have maybe not experienced it but seen it so how challenging it is to run a homestay because you are a female led company and you are somebody who is kind of both both are kind of managing it and hmm. invite the like minded community how how does that work so for us i think one major point that we can't ignore was we had aji here she has been living here for 30 years and she was staying alone she was a lady again and she has earned that respect over the time you know and she must have of course faced all these problems but for us we we landed on that platform we were aji's granddaughters so we had some respect and uh, even though we were girls people who visit her admire her for what she has done and of course they um expected us to you know uh be of that that same kind so it was slightly easier for us you can say but things like people not listening to us because we are girls and these things small small things of course happened with us but i think the small things like even if we we, we are trying to negotiate some deal and then people will tend to say things like oh, okay you talk to your husband or your father and then let us know and then we have to be very clear that oh, we we will we are the decision makers and you have to deal with us only like there is no one else who is going to and then that would and it, I, i we actually i think had sort of fun watching their reactions because you realize oh okay they were actually expecting some guy to enter at some point to actually make the decision but when they realize that it's actually us who are going to be paying and who are going to be taking the decision i think that sort sort of uh, you know that you get that certain reaction which uh, which is of a little shock and a little this thing which which we actually had fun fun with that i i would say at times but it so, was not uh, it was not not like I mean, a biggest challenge frustrated yeah. yeah it was not the biggest challenge for sure we were not frustrated because of because of that as she said we had most of the times when we had that kind of experience we we were having fun of yeah. that <laughs> yeah and i'm 
very sure uh, that now the world has become a bit progressive but of course there is a lot of progress that uh, you know gender diversity needs and i can totally relate you know many times even i kind of get asked that okay do you have a partner in the company uh, you know if at all we want to take the decision and i'm like listen i am the founder and the ceo so then you know all of a sudden the conversation will move into a different angle and they would be like okay okay now let's discuss this and because they know you are the decision maker so yeah. uh yeah people don't kind of take you seriously uh, which is which is still the fact unfortunately but yeah. Uh, yeah i guess the tribe of women can only change this uh, <laughs> together Yeah. also i think the other other thing was we never so if you see our staff we just have one guy who lives here with us uh who who, who works for us apart from him all our staff is women and uh, we what we realized we have always found it easier to work with women that too with younger women to be honest younger in the sense our age or uh, something like that not not, not very old working with really old women from village is a little difficult and working with men is also a little difficult because i think they also find uh, taking orders from us slightly difficult and all of yes. that so we we have sort of never found good guys only to hire so we just always stuck with women and it was easier it was more uh, fluid it was more uh, i don't know more fulfilling for us i think it was more uh, overall convenient also and it worked for us honestly so we just didn't have to stress on finding a guy we we are always of a belief that uh, you know we always keep telling our women staff that you can do it of course like you can even climb a tree we don't need a guy for that and most of them end up doing all those things that that you know the the men will do anyway so we realize that if we give enough encouragement and if we sort of treat them the right way we don't really need men uh, as uh, as workers like of course there are certain things for which uh, it's good to have like just pure because of physical strength in farm and all sometimes it's of course good to have men uh, to work for us but luckily for us our uh, business is not heavily dependent uh, on the farm work and all that so we can sort of uh, we we have always been okay with having all the women staff and uh, that's i think another reason why we didn't have to face that challenge a lot right i mean uh, i think i want to say it loud that it's it's good to work with um you know female led company because a lot of time people have that perception that women can't get along and uh, i feel that women can work together and they can definitely get along and they can definitely collaborate more but of course we can't deny the fact that uh, men and women both have their own strengths right yeah. and we have to capitalize on those strengths it's nothing that women are better or men are better it's just that because women don't get opportunity because in a male dominated world that's exactly the reason why we have to force upon that opportunity and push the number up otherwise i feel we just have to capitalize on both the strengths so yeah. but it's good to know that uh, you know uh, you are empowering women and to kind of uh, tell them also that you know you can do this work and it's not going to be so difficult so so that's really amazing so slow travel and experiential travel is kind of taking up and a lot of people want to just kind of uh, get into these authentic homestay experiences so my mm-hmm. first question is because now the home homestay industry is like kind of in a boom how do you think you differentiate uh, in authentic homestay experience and do you think 
women are kind of adapting to this slow paced travel uh, yeah definitely so uh, i think on your on your first point uh, differentiating ourselves i think we we just sort of when we were setting up the homestay i think from that point on we have always uh, sort of let our gut and let our own interest guide us because we, uh, we we realize that there is no point in sitting and thinking about what are all the activities for example that people would like to do or what is what is the kind of food that people will like to eat because we realize that these these kind of questions are very very difficult if we try to actually answer them for everybody you know so um, we we decided that okay we need to find our own niche and we realized that the only way for us to do that is uh, to sort of go with our own interests and our own gut instincts. So when we were picking up the, what I mean by that is when we are picking up the activities, we sort of, so Sneha is more creative. She's, she's the one who, who likes to paint sometimes, who likes to do pottery. So all these things that we realize that if they make you happy, of course, there will be a set of people who will also enjoy doing those, you know, and then uh, that I like to go bird watching or I like to go hiking. So we sort of uh, thought, okay, so these are the activities that also we can do here when we come to live here. What are the different things we like to do in and around this property that gives us most pleasure? So around that, we kept thinking and we sort of uh, came up with the whole experience that we have here, right? With so we, also, we were trying to curate the experience that we would love to come and visit and experience. Yeah. So then uh, we, so, once we were confident that, yeah, we would love to do this, go and visit this place and we would love to experience this thing, then uh, I'm sure there are enough set of people who will also come like and enjoy it. this. So same with food, like the, what Sneha mentioned, that, you know, in the evenings, we don't do the typical Maharashtrian thali, we do uh, something else. So that was initially, of course, a... We got a lot of opinions, right, from a lot of people telling us, no, 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 if they're coming to a rural place, they would always like to have right. uh, and Maharashtrian and local food. If yeah. it's a homestay, then you should know. But we we just thought, you know, there's no point in like going on listening to a lot of opinions because it's just too difficult to, because ultimately we have to run it and we have to finalize on one thing. So we decided let's just go with the kind of experience that we would love to have for ourselves. Just, just curate that and then see if people like it or not. And I think that that is what has worked the best for us because uh, we could we and we, we clearly saw that there are people who really like it because that is what differentiated us as well. So and basically, you focused on uh, on your own grass and you were not focusing on somebody else's grass, and that is yeah, kind yeah. of worked for yeah, you because yeah. you want to work on your own specialization and something what you like. And I feel exactly. that when you like something, the passion clearly shows in anything, whether, I mean, even if it's a, a, a hobby related or work related, I think the passion is clear when you are very enthusiastic about it. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So, uh, so yeah, that, that, that is, that's how we sort of decided to uh, go on with the, with curating the experience as such. And uh, in terms of uh, what was the second question, question women, said? I think, uh, how women are adapting to the yeah, that adapting to the slow travel. I mean, how do you see like like minded community, uh, even if it means, I mean, any kind of journey of traveler, it could be, but slow travel is the new buzz. So, do you yes. think people are kind of adapting to slow travel? Definitely, I think people, uh, 
that that way i think it is changing for sure where people want to go and just be in a place just sort of you know take in the whole uh, natural beauty whatever is there they just want to take in that experience and not necessarily constantly do something or have some uh, activity or have some uh, places some to places visit. to visit and do the sightseeing sort of thing so they just they just want to take that break from the daily lives they just want that change in pace change in uh, scenery and all of that and eat especially good food for on time, yeah read read a bit also work on their health uh, in the same time so and i think that is where the homestay part uh, becomes very very uh, interesting or uh, attractive for such people i feel because uh be, everything being homemade i think the uh, the food part and the healthy part sort of is get, gets taken care of in a large extent already so uh we we i think we see a lot of health enthusiasts visiting us who who love to you know try all different kind of food and the local food and all of that but at the same time they are conscious about uh, where the food is coming from and the and you know the overall quality of the of the food i think main so, thing changes in the head of visitor when they are visiting a resort when you for me also if you are if you ask me that if i go and visit a hotel or a resort versus when i go and visit a homestay my mindset is only different i i normally will not go and talk to people whereas if i am in a homestay i try to understand i try to talk to people i try to interact with them and that whole thing together enriches the experience is what i feel yeah Definitely. Definitely, I mean, I think homestay is a very unique experience because I think if you if it has to be compared with resort and homestay, I think the goals are very different for both. So, of course, there are people who would love to, like you, being a homestay owner. At times, you would want to just take a resort experience as well in your life, just to kind of do something different. And yeah. of course, every resort has its own uh, way of, uh, you know, flamboyancy. I would say. but uh, i think the goals are very different like i think when somebody chooses a homestay the purpose is very clear that i want to be one close to the nature and i yeah. want to learn something out of it the person definitely wants to take back something as yeah. compared to resort it's it's like i would say how they say that if you want to watch a david dhawan film you should mm-hmm. just have no brainer i mean you should just watch <laughs> it without any brains i think resort yeah. is something just for relaxation and you should yes. not apply Your- anything else pure right pure yeah yeah and homestay is purely from it could be anything it could be uh, learning so many different things it could be traditional travel it could be uh, just slow travel at times you have to train your mind also to kind yeah. of get into that slow travel right it just does not happen because okay i decide to go and i will be fine with that experience uh, so you have to train your brain for sure and uh, yeah i think the goals are very different for both yeah डिफरेंट I completely agree to that. So now that you both have come from uh, the corporate background, and I'm sure you would when you would have started in the hospitality industry. Obviously, you, there is comparison of two different industries that you were in. 
what do you think if somebody gives you a chance like okay your opinion matters kind of a thing then hmm. what are the changes you would like to bring in tourism and i would because you you guys are from the sustainable tourism and because you you focus only on those kind of experiences any one advice you would like to give on sustainable tourism i think about sustainability i have generally only one advice in all aspects that people have to be little more aware of what you're doing i mean if you are going for relaxation and if you are creating four folds of four times more garbage than what you produce normally then is it even worth like you have to be sensitive towards these things because we are running really short on time so just for the sake of happiness just for your mental peace you cannot um you know so simple things like do you really need to buy that plastic bottle of water can't you just use the like is it is the local water so bad that you can't have it at all so you know things like those if you're just if people should just be little more mindful of uh, of just their own actions and what is the uh, and how it is going to impact the overall uh, this thing not not at the cost of your convenience always but whatever that minimal cost that you can uh, you can sort of uh, take up for the for the sake of sustainable and those kind of uh, ecological uh, awareness that you that you have so like even if you're switching on the ac at night when you're sleeping it's perfectly fine but do you need to keep it on the whole day just so that when you enter the room the room should be cold yeah. you know, things like those so at least be a little more mindful and don't don't do don't waste basically you using things is one thing but wasting them is another thing so at least try and not waste anything any kind of resources i think that is even even if everybody has that 1% in their head it will have a huge huge uh, impact on the whole food uh, food also food. now we usually because as as i said people when they come to homestays they are little more aware and they are uh, little more sensitive towards such things but i have seen people wasting so much food in in other hotels and resorts here we are sort of standing on their head when they are having lunch because we we keep on repeating that we hate wasting food that is exactly why we sit later we 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 eat with our staff after our guests are done so that we can finish all the food that is remaining and we hate keeping food in the fridge or throwing it away so if we are putting in that effort of, of course we expect our guests also to be little more sensitive towards it you know so just take what you really need and don't take more so, no i think it definitely makes a uh, sense because um i feel that the way sustainable tourism can shape up in india and that i mean i don't think that should be like a different kind of tourism it should be mandated in every kind of tourism whether you go to a resort or whether you go to homestay or whether you go to even a seven star property sustainability yeah. should not have a definition that okay it's only for a different set of people who enjoy that kind of a life ideally every traveler should be sustainable and yes. i also feel that we are living in a world where we are already seeing an impact of global warming like what we are Absolutely. facing today in terms of heat it is a global warming and i think it's high time people understand so one is about amenities 
there is a cost that we pay but there is also the cost that we pay for the usage or kind of an abuse usage i would say right mm -hmm. that when you when you use it uh not in terms of the way it is supposed to be used there is a huge negative cost that we are already paying for it so uh, and i really like that uh, what you just lastly said about the food that uh, yeah the food gets wasted and i think uh, thank you for doing what you do because it is onus of every hospitality owner whether it's homestay or resort to take that onus on themselves that okay we are going to make sure that there's no food wastage i think if everybody starts taking that kind of an ownership uh, i i i say this for us also as travel uh, experiential company owners that the awareness of sustainability yes. starts with us awareness. not awareness with yeah how if if people who are part of the industry if they don't they don't kind of take the onus of awareness how would a layman a person who just comes for fun would ever understand this that what is the impact it is kind of creating and i think global warming tourism industry plays one of the most important role in terms of how the entire structure of tourism is so uh, we definitely play, uh, play that role and probably you guys will be an example when people will hear your stories that yeah food wastage is also not okay because somewhere it's impacting and it is a, it is leaving a negative footprint for sure so it, if you ask the there are very small things that you can actually do but you should keep doing whatever that you can because your garbage disposal was a big problem like there was there is no uh, there is no system in place for uh, like right. the collecting yeah. garbage so then when a visitor is coming he has to realize that whatever garbage he is creating it's not going anywhere it's just getting dumped on the soil outside so right. we we tried to write letters to gram panchayat here and we tried we started it yeah once in a week we have convinced them that you have to come and pick up the garbage but we try to separate it we try to compost whatever our um um wet, wet garbage is so that's that's the basic bit but and we have we have regular good well water so we uh we usually regularly used to have it but we still have installed ro because we don't want people to get uh plastic bottles here because one i cannot there is no place for me to dispose them off so but it's one for me to say it after a point if somebody says that i cannot have this water i have to carry 20 bottles of bisleri at your place and throw them in a bin i cannot say no so this i mean it has to come from both sides it cannot right. cannot be uh... so this this issue is kind of faced by most of the travel locations that we kind of have in india and uh, uh, especially the the remote ones which are uh, not kind of very well known like konkan is well known but then again the tourism is not uh, you know something that which it's developing it's still not in like a developed state and we we've heard this issue kind of everywhere in so many tourist locations yeah. uh, it is a issue but yeah i hope we kind of get progressed uh, with it very very soon and there is some solution to it yeah but i completely agree that the onus has to be from both the ends and uh, i think for if whatever the goals as a sustainable tourism we have to achieve I think the main person who really can make a difference is the traveler. It's only the traveler who can do it. We are just the mediums to pass on the message, 
but the traveler has to take the onus of that okay no this is not going to happen and we, i'm not going to do this if everybody takes that onus i think the half the battle is won i i so this brings me to uh, the last question I, i i love the conversation and i think we can just continue because <laughs> it's it's genuinely very good and it's good to know about uh, the amazing work that you do uh, mm. but yeah coming to the last question anuja and sneha that what are your shots of uh, three advice to women travel company uh, community i'm sorry like hmm. taking experiential breaks and staying in sustainable homestay because i'm sure a lot of people are also kind of still not open to their idea of sustainable homestay so what is your kind of advice for people to take slow breaks uh for women first of all i want them to take breaks i've seen a lot of times that usually people women try to ignore the fact that they also need a break and especially in places like us uh in home stays where where it's it's sort of home away from home what i mean by that is uh if if women is if 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 a if a woman is not cooking at home and if she wants to relax usually she has to go out and eat bahar ka khana so if you want to eat ghar ka khana and really relax and not do anything homestays is the place where you can go where you can actually feel at home and still not do any work any ghar ka kaam that is very rare for women to experience so uh and i think we see this in the in the women who are, who we are we have hosted most of the times the first thing they say is that we are very very happy that we get to we get this ready made such good food you know and which is homemade food because the kind of happiness and the satisfaction you get by eating homemade food is very different from eating a hotel food right absolutely and yeah. uh, and women tend to never get that so uh, that that becomes so it's it's weird but it becomes sort of the most important uh, factor of uh, making this stay happy for most of the women is what Uh, is what we have seen and because we are we both are women and we live with ajji here alone a uh, lot of women find it comfortable to come and stay with us uh, even solo even uh, solo yeah women travelers we have hosted quite a few times we had uh, we hosted this one uh, girl once who said that she's never ever traveled alone uh, without the husband or the family not just traveled but even you know gone for any sort of work or anything she's like i've just not gone they never anywhere they never allowed she's from a more uh, conservative family which was not allowed and all of that and she was so happy she could come here because she could convince her family that she can go because it's run by two women and all that she came to stay here for four five days just to relax gather her thoughts and sort of uh, and but but for a person who has never traveled alone it might get lonely sometimes so because it's a home stay we are there to host you there is uh, you the meet other, other people also, yeah so uh, you end up talking to them and there are things to do around house there are small things like if you are sitting in a hotel room you just want to put your feet up and watch tv but here because you are in a homestay you can help with maybe you can make one dish and cook in in one of in the menu or stuff like right. that there is, there is enough to do around and then you are not lonely and not bo- you don't get bored and the overall experience becomes enriching so for single women i think uh, who who is not who have not traveled much alone i think first step is home stays for them to take breaks 
and they should take breaks. <laughs> Everybody deserves a break. So that should be, I think, first point here. Yeah, the second is actually in line with the first only where uh, I think uh, especially uh, in the homestays and our homestay for sure because we have this common living room area where people end up uh, and the food is also served in the veranda with, with all of all the guests sitting together and having the meal together. So and we are icebreakers. And we are always there. So what we have seen is that uh, I think the part we enjoy the most is when people come from different families, different backgrounds, all of that. Like we have four different couples staying together and they literally go back becoming really good friends. So much so that they keep in touch. They actually plan to come back here together again. And uh, when those sort of things happen, it's I think it's really fun to see and very satisfying to see that. Uh, because that is where those interaction and that exchange of ideas uh, uh, we realize that is are getting facilitated in our place, and I think that is what we always envisioned. So that is that is another uh, another uh, I would say advice to women because uh, when you go in such places, you end up meeting uh, you know other women, other uh, travelers with whom you can really have that exchange of ideas, which can prove to be really inspiring and really. Uh, like a confidence booster for you as well. So um, I think those are our <laughs> two advices. I don't know about the third shot. No, that's okay. I think these two advices are absolutely something which resonates with the Flapper community. And I think uh, we, we uh, tell this to our entire Flapper community that taking a break is a mandate. You can travel with your family, but traveling for yourself is something that you must push yourself to do it because... As what you said that, you know, when you meet different kind of people, it is definitely a confidence booster. It is definitely inspiring as well. Because yeah, when yeah. you see somebody else doing it, you're like, okay, if she can, even I can. And I think oh, there's nothing wrong uh, because it is something very, very positive. Talking from a homestay perspective, I feel what I kind of felt when you both were speaking that there is a sense of belonging, right? When you are living in a homestay, because you feel that, okay, wow, I this is more like my family and for whatever the next two days or three days that I'm staying here. And, mm -hmm. and I, it is like a home away from home. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, Anuja and Sneha uh, for joining us today and sharing some amazing stuff, uh, you know, about Pokem Tree, about yourself and some uh, great practices that you guys are following. Uh, so thank you so much. I'm definitely looking forward to my uh, stay uh, very, very soon and looking forward to seeing you both. Thank you. Thank you.